Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food. This is Wesley Wright, your I'm Bougie Foodie. Hello, St. Paul and your surrounding neighborhoods. <laughs> know that the Unbougie Foodie is a show, is a show about food. So, you know, please take a few moments if you haven't grabbed your cup of coffee or maybe, you know, checking your phone for the news or whatnot. Yeah, take a few moments and sit down with me. I'll be talking about some really interesting, well, I always try to I always say that my information that I'm sharing with you is interesting, but it's it's about food and it's about the you know, what's in the community, the culture, you know, things that are happening around the neighborhood, around the Twin Cities, all about food. But more than just about food, it is about food justice, food equity, you know, issues that affect each of us within the community or within each of our communities when it comes down to food. Some things I'm actually going to be touching on this week um, about some upcoming collaborations on Juneteenth. And admittedly, some folks are like, I'm quite sure that maybe when you're older, you know, as you, when you were younger, you probably really didn't understand about Juneteenth or know that as much as you now do. Um, Yeah, these upcoming weeks are going to be really exciting because uh, it's going to be talking on what is Juneteenth, what celebrations that might be around town for Juneteenth. uh, yeah, I I can't reveal all of these things, but it will just the, the upcoming weeks will be really exciting. But one thing that I will actually be talking about today, somewhat, not because I'm on any type of that I personally am uh, a barbecue aficionado um, or historian, but uh, yeah, there's a book that I just got called Black Smoke. Uh, yeah I'll go into that in just a moment but it's by uh, James Beard award winning author Adrian Miller and I am so I just got it yesterday yeah I just got it I just got it yesterday and I tore into it but I didn't well I opened it flipped through some pages and everything it really excited i'm really excited to just start reading it um 
yeah i'm I'm really excited so again just want to thank you uh, for tuning in this morning uh if you have questions comments or maybe you want to uh add in your thoughts about just juneteenth in general uh please feel free to do so call me here at 651-234-79 once again uh 651-200-3479 and i am here ready and willing to take your phone calls uh I want to invite you, though, to also follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook is The Unbougie Foodie. Twitter is uh, at Unbougie Foodie. And Instagram is The underscore Unbougie Foodie. Uh, I also have a website that I'd also, you know, I would like to invite you to encourage you to f- follow. <laughs> and that is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. And you'll get the opportunity to catch up on past episodes because each of the shows are recorded uh, so yeah if you miss one you have an opportunity to get caught up so thanks so much again for tuning in uh, I really would like to hear from uh, anyone within the community you know feel free and you don't necessarily have to be in the community itself because this is nationwide <laughs> you know with the help of being online uh, W-E-Q-Y, you're able to uh, stream the show live by going to www.tunein.com uh, or else download the TuneIn app and just simply search for W-E-Q-Y, which is the call letters for the radio station. Uh, and you'll be able to stream this wherever you are on this planet. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, pass that on to your friends. Because, you know, even though we're a community radio station, we're a strong power. We're a strong community radio station. But, you know, there are some limitations to our our um, our heroism <laughs> for the community and, you know, information that we bring, you know. But still, we have ways and to make sure that it is getting out to the masses. And definitely, uh, we're so thankful to be able to be uh, you know, on TuneIn.com, uh, or you know, being able to uh, suggest individuals to use the website or to use the the app, uh, so that you could listen to the show or any shows for that matter. Um, you know, anywhere you go, any on on any of your mobile devices. But anyway, let's get started. So first, okay, last week. I, I I messed with y'all a little bit. I really did. I didn't mean to. I think I used the last 10 minutes, five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't even 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, it was the last five minutes. And I, I really didn't mean to. I think I got caught up with other, you know, things that I wanted to share. But Los Andes, y'all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to it um, and just kind of, yeah, once again, mention about Los Andes. Um, a Latin Bistro in South Minneapolis. The address is 607 West Lake Street in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I'm going to just say I had an opportunity to hang with uh, you know, a very uh, two very dear friends. Um, one is someone that I've probably mentioned on the show before. Um, Chef Jametta Raspberry from House of Gristle. Shout out to my sister friend. Um, yeah. And my friend Cecil, uh, Cecil McDonald, uh, Cecil, Cecil McDonald. Um, he, uh, we, I should say, 
you know, decided we were going to go there and just kind of have appetizers. And um, we talked about business, definitely, but it was more of really to give her an opportunity to uh, enjoy, uh, I'll say, experience this food uh, personally. Because I, I, I talked about it. Um, and I talked about it to them, <laughs> to her, I should say, and to some other friends. Um, yeah, and it did not disappoint. I mean, you have to understand about, um, uh, if you know your, your Latin flavors or, or those flavors that, you know, from Central S- South America, those flavors stick with you it's you know, especially you if you it's your culture it's you you grew up tasting these flavors how could you deny them <laughs> and just everything that we you know appetizers the you know entrees i mean and I, I, as much as I love them, I love, love, y'all know how much I love Chimborazo. There are a number of restaurants that I actually do talk about, Chimborazo being one of them that I love. But as Jamata pointed out, it's possible, very strong, that Los Andes has taken over that spot. Uh, because... One, Chimborazo is very good. I mean, a fall off the bone um, meat, you know, spe- you know, I always tend to get either ceviche and then an entree of seco de pollo. Uh, and that's basically stew chicken, y'all. Um, but, and they have a small, a Chimborazo, and again, it's not a knock on them, believe me, that's not what, you know, my show is about anyway, um, you know, trying to pay restaurants against one another, but with Chimborazo, they have, I suppose, a limited amount of appetizers. Los Andes, yeah, they are, um, hmm. you have a wide variety in which to choose from. And y'all, I'm telling you, they have a happy hour. Now, I don't know if the happy hour runs from, this is food. I'm not talking about, you know, adult beverages. I'm talking about food, just the appetizers alone. You know, you could go there and have an appetizer or a couple of appetizers and pretty much be full, I think. Maybe if you have an adult beverage, but more so, you know, I'm talking specifically about the food. Happy hour is from 12 to 6. 12 to 6, yes, you heard me, 12 to 6 for food. So you have to go on their website to to actually uh, see what I'm talking about. I mean, the prices are very reasonable, uh, but to have it at a happy hour uh, or, you know, to, you know, eat this food during a happy hour, which, you know, I think most folks would probably go there probably about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock around that time period. And you will, uh, um, you'll, um, you'll lose yourself. <laughs> you'll lose yourself, uh, because things are so good. Um, and it's, I, I'm embarrassed to say that we, we really put it on, uh, <laughs> the table. I'm telling you, cause 
it was just it was it was just enjoyable uh sit and talk and chat and and enjoy really good food man and the great thing is if so if you're on facebook and you know they have a facebook page so i would encourage you to go and visit their facebook page but specifically their website itself is los andes mn or minnesota um and they describe themselves as being a latin bistro um you know, serving Latin American uh, food from Peru, uh, Ecuador, and Colombia um, region. You know, they say specifically they refer to uh, in South America. They call it, uh, La Gran Colombia. You know, they're they're in the heart of Minnesota uh, in Minneapolis. Again, six oh seven West Lake Street. I mean. You might as well say in the heart of Uptown, they're at the corner of, they're almost at the corner of Lake and Lindale. You can't miss them. Can't miss them. Uh, One of their dishes that we had yesterday, uh, Patagonia's Los Andes. Uh, How would I describe it? Mm, I want to be able to describe how it is. See if I can do that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Patagones um, uh, Los Andes is uh, I, I guess I want to just kind of say mashed, very flattened plantain that has been fried and then on top of that is sautéed shrimp and then topped with Andy's cuerdo and a house sauce that they make. So that's that's one thing. So let, let me just <laughs> I'll just say um like the first time that I went with Cecil and had we had the empanadas mix mixo and that is the variations of cheese, beef and chicken, you know. And those are the various different types of empanadas that they have. So that was also on the table. Then there was the uh, Patagones de Concarne, which is once again, you know, that flattened, uh, I just said it, plantain. (laughs) Because I want to kind of give you all a, a better description um, of what it is, and they said, <laughs> "What is it?" Okay, here's a here's a here's a good um, description, a, a better description of what than what I've actually given you. Uh, they are the pathogens are made from green plantains, peeled and cut crosswise. They're fried twice. And they're served in a very, you know, in restaurants all over Colombia, you know, for fish dishes or uh, as an appetizer with maybe guacamole. Uh, in you know, with in this case, it's with um, camarón, <laughs> uh, with hot sauce, a, a wide variety of things. Um, so it's it's basically a carrier, no pun intended. It's a carrier for all of you know any type of appetizer item that you'd like to share 
or to prepare. So, you know, there's the one I already talked about, um, con carne, which is with, with beef. There is the one, those Sundays with, uh, the, with shrimp. Um, just, I, again, I am encourage you to go to check out their, their, uh, their website because you'll see their menu and, you know, pictures of the different items that are, that they offer. And there, you know, there are certain thing, certain things about Latin culture that I really enjoy and saying Latin words are really fun for me. Ayapen gaucho. And maybe I didn't pronounce that correctly, but um, yeah, it's stuffed potato patties basically, and they have a better description. I think they just they very they simplify it on their website. Uh, just I guess maybe you know with with the pictures it it does help, but yeah, on when you're in there in the restaurant, yeah, you get a better description on the actual menu that you have in front of you but you get an idea when it's on the website but we had uh i personally had seco de chivo i'd never had seco de chivo before i've had goat of course but in various you know i've had seco de pollo so it would be very much in the same type of stew um, or flavorings of that of the seco de pollo but again you're using um, goat that's marinated in the stew and then you there's rice um, a salad and me I requested sin avocate <laughs> because I yeah my tummy doesn't like <laughs> does not agree with uh yeah Mr. Avocado too much um and then it comes with uh, a plantain uh, a plantain <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it you know in the in the American way of plantain <laughs> or plantain. Yeah. Gosh, there were so many other things that we shared that we had. Um, ugh, and so many things that I want to go back and have as well. But it's just, it's just fun to go there and enjoy a time with, with friends and having good, a good meal. Um, oh, okay. I gotta tell you about one last thing on this menu. Um, it's called humitas. It is, uh, Ecuadorian corn and cheese that's wrapped in a corn husk and then slowly steamed. And I think the cheese that they actually give you, um, also is, gosh, what, what, what? I want to say cotillo cheese, but I'm not sure. Because it wasn't crumbly, it was a nice solid piece. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what that possibly was. But when you taste this thing, when you taste this particular um, menu item, the humitas, it, it tasted like it was a. It should be a dessert. Uh, two nice pieces, you know, that they prepared. Um, ugh. It's just so good, so so good. So once again, I encourage you <laughs> definitely go and visit their website, losandesmn.com. Los Andes, the restaurant is located at uh, six oh seven uh, West uh, Lake Street. They, you'll find their hours pretty much. Mm, 
yeah, you'll find their hours on the website, but you know, a wide variety of different things that, you know, adult beverages are, yeah, certain days of the week, um, there are special drink, adult beverage drinks that you can also participate in as well. So, hey, why not? <laughs> why not? Oh, man. So, yeah, check that out. Can't say that I didn't tell you. And if you miss out, that's your own fault. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, listen, so we, I know that we're all hoping for the state fair. I know that we are. I know I am. Uh, modified, of course, it will be situations you'll, that it's, it's going to be different, of course. And realize that. But if you're probably wondering, is there ever an opportunity to probably, you know, have some of those things earlier or around town? There are certain events uh, or, I guess, celebrations and and things that are happening that are going to be happening in the upcoming weeks, Twin Cities, specifically the Twin Cities Auto Show is going to have a number of state fair food vendors that are going to be at you know at the show uh i it's a it's kind of an extensive list i haven't gone to each one of them i can't say that i have been well i see a number of them that yes we have um like uh, ones that are ones that will be there um what is that fresh french french Fresh French fries. Oh my goodness. Uh, Blue Moon Dine-In Theater. Uh, Sweet Martha's uh, Cookie Jar. The Pronto Puff. Tom Thumb. Uh, the original cheese curds. And it, so it's a total of about 16. I'm not going through the whole entire list, but there's a, it, yeah, you'll have that opportunity to go. Now, the only, the only thing is... Let me see. I believe it is going to be at the state fair. Let's see. And I think there is a specific link. Hmm. I it's it's a it's okay. It's a weird link or maybe I want to say uh, Twin Cities Auto Show. If you just um, Google Twin Cities Auto Show, it should take you to this link. I don't want to assume, so I'm going to go there for you. But, yeah, it's going to be May 15th to May 23rd, um, 2021, uh, Minnesota State um, Fairgrounds. Uh, It will be... Yeah, tickets are available or for purchase right now. So you'll have... An opportunity to you know, go to the car show. It's been a long time since I've had an opportunity to go to the car show. I don't know if it's the same one. Hmm. Anyway, I think there are some places around the Twin Cities you might be able to actually purchase tickets. Because one, it's definitely sponsored by Speedway. So... I don't know if they'll have actually have any tickets on sale, but clearly, you know, if you're a food person and you're like, gosh, I just kind of want to slowly get introduced back to being out <laughs> slowly. 
uh, you'll have that opportunity and kind of get that experience thus far of being at the state fairgrounds by going to the Twin Cities Auto Show. Again, that's going to be May 15th to, uh, through the 23rd, uh, 2021. And it will, you let's see, it's stating that it's going to be Gate 16 is where you'll probably need to enter in St. Paul. Just, or, you know, I guess the easiest way to say it is enter on, on Hoyt. If I'm not mistaken, well, I think that's the front gate. If I'm not mistaken, I think. Anyway, it's going to be from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Let's see. That's through those days. However, on Sunday, on the 23rd, it will be from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So, you know, check them out. You'll have an opportunity to spend some time with your family. I'm quite sure that they're going to encourage everyone. Please either, you know, wear masks or, and again, like I said, I encourage everyone to wear their masks. Um but they're going to most likely take uh, steps to ensure that we're all social distancing or there are, I don't know, partitions. Um, There's going to be extra staff for cleaning, all of these different things just to make sure that you are, um, are safe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one opportunity that you have, you know, can't say that it hasn't come before because man i'm telling you um yeah okay there is another one that i really have to talk to you guys about it is the black business is beautiful it is uh you know the second saturday so here we are what uh we are we're the second saturday uh yeah this is the second Saturday. Officially, it is the second Saturday because the first, the very first Saturday of the month was May 1st. So here we are the second Saturday of the month and the black business uh, is beautiful. Um, I suppose I, I don't want to call it an expo. It's just a opportunity to see black businesses, you know, come together. It's more of a pop up, if you would. Um, because it's giving individuals an opportunity to see a group of, you know, um, black and indigenous people of color uh, and, you know, black owned businesses get together uh, in the Twin Cities and, and allow you to do some shopping, um, clothing, other merchandise, uh, enjoying some food. Their mission, uh, first off, let me give you their website information so that you could also uh, see that information um, for yourself. It is blackbusinessisbeautiful.org. Once again, blackbusinessisbeautiful.org. Their mission, they describe them, their mission as being first to make um, BIPOC vendors money. Who's, you know, I'm sorry, that's just, they're being straightforward. You know, there's no, you know, flurry, uh, you know, um, any flourish or, or prettiness or whatever. Hello, everyone's trying to, you know, make their way and be entrepreneurs, especially, you know, taking that opportunity to, you know, switch gears in the time period that we have either been isolated or, you know, maybe had to change jobs or do something for your family to know that you're going to still be able to uh, continue on, um, you know, fulfilling 
family duties, paying bills, all of that. But clearly, the, the mission goes on to state and gain new customers. By building your business and keeping our dollars local, we could help close the racial wealth gap. Um, secondly, it is to allow new customers who are not part of the BIPOC community to experience awesome BIPOC uh, businesses and people. Um, something very, I'm, I'm cutting in on their mission um, statement and I'll continue in just a moment, but something very similar to that, we've, we've already been experiencing that, um, you know, um, our, I, I want to say he's, you know, one of my favorite people, um, my station manager, Glo, Glopeshi, uh, DJ, huh? What? Um, Yeah. Glorious Martin, shout out. With the blackout, you know, the different uh, blackouts that we've had thus far, you know, for each of the different, I think we had one, you know, for spring, we had uh, the other versions prior to that, but then I believe there's going to be blackout summer, very similar, um, you know, but no one's saying that one is greater than the other, better than the other. We could all do something very similar and still be successful, still, uh, you know, you know, build each other up, basically. So likewise, um, I, I don't want to say that this is nothing new. It is it's new for them or they have maybe have their own spin on it. But, you know, everyone, there's some business or some group that has come together and is doing the same thing. Uh, you know, coming together or collaborating with other artists, uh, merchandisers, uh, you know, influencers, entrepreneurs that are saying, hey, let's kind of like pool our money and kind of have a space so that we could all get together and invite people to come. So likewise, that's what they're doing. But their mission goes on to state that, you know, we want all vendors and visitors to feel welcome, safe and loved. We want people to have an awesome experience and then go home and tell their friends about the awesome people they met and engaged with. We know that this will not end racism or wealth inequalities, but doing something is better than doing nothing. How important is that? I mean, clearly, you know, I, again, food, yes, can be politicized, just like so many other things. I mean, we hear about it so many times about, I'm just going to go there for just a brief moment. Don't worry. We're not going to stay on that because that's what the, not what this show is about. Being vaccinated, having a mask, all, you know, uh, you know, uh, specifically racism, uh, certain feelings about certain, I'll say, decisions made by courts and so forth. All of these things are so, can be so politicized. And likewise, you know, people trying to get together, you know, uh, trying to you know, build wealth or generational wealth for themselves, for their family, for the community. Again, everything seems to have, well, someone always seems to have some way of politicizing it. And that's not, and that what they're saying, that's not what this is about. And they recognize that, okay, well, we're not, by what we're doing, you know, we are not trying to say that we are now the end all be all to these things that you know community and people of color are you know are facing racism wealth inequalities uh food equity i mean clearly what they're doing is not to saying that you know hey we're gonna we're gonna solve this right now with with this no 
But again, as that last statement indicates, doing something is better than doing nothing. Support your community, support your local businesses. And that goes, you know, with, you know, want to say about, um, you know, the, the various, um, uh, the number of different, you know, businesses that are actually going to be there. Now, interesting, I don't have, I don't seem to have a list um, of who is actually going to be there, but I will give you the address on, because they are having one today. And I want to, I'm, I'm, I've been trying to find out, no, I already find, found it out. I like, I was looking for it, but here is the date and the time, I'll give you a couple of dates and times, actually, of when it is going to be. Uh, Black Business is Beautiful at The Case, which is 767 North Eustis Street, Suite 115, that's in St. Paul, 55114. Uh, it is going to be today, well, actually, as I mentioned, every second Saturday, but today, May 8th, it is going to be outside uh from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So here is a great opportunity for you to, you know, go and support uh, black businesses. And I'm saying this because, you know, this is a food show. And even though I'm definitely in support of the local businesses, there's going to be black food there, too. <laughs> so I believe and, you know, I, I'm hoping that they're listening, that they could probably, you know, make sure and correct me. <laughs> if if not, uh, I believe Twin Cities um uh, global cuisine is actually going to be out there. So shout out to Chef Jay and uh, you know the other, uh, I believe, other women that are working along with him or uh, that are in that business uh, and you know providing and creating really great food uh, for that event. There will be others that will be out there as well. You know, providing uh, you know different food items or uh, things to sell uh, for you to purchase. Um, definitely support them, you know, go and visit and, you know, again, as their mission statement stated, it's not just about, it's not just about, you know, just black folks. Uh, I, I remember, you know, some time ago, someone asked, well, it, you know, can other people that aren't black, you know, go, you know, to, you know, not this particular uh, event, but something else. And it's like, well, well why not? <laughs> No one's saying that you can't, but again, it's, you know, if you're appreciative and if you want to say being an ally or recognizing the importance of having um, black indigenous, uh, black and indigenous people of color and people of color within the community and that they're valued and that their experiences mean something to you or just mean something uh, to the community, go out and support them. You, 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 does that make sense? I'm quite sure. I, I, if someone has definitely a different opinion, I really invite them to um, to share that. You know, again, don't want to leave you out of the conversation. Um, and again, it is about food that I'm talking about. You know, I want to encourage people to definitely go out and support because I know uh, Twin Cities Global Cuisine got some really good food. So, 651-234-79. Make sure to use it. <laughs> but yeah, check them out. Uh, once again, that address 
uh, is it's going to be uh, Black Business is Beautiful at The Case, 767 North Eustis Street, Suite 115, that's St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. And it's going to be outside because it's gonna, I think it's going to be a nice day today, even though right now it's a little bit overcast. But that's okay because it's not like, it's not like gray. You're not really. It's it's early enough that if anything, it'll burn off. Be be positive. Be encouraged. But it's from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So check them out. Definitely check them out. All right. So, uh, I, I'm going to talk about this book in the sense of uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm kind of gonna read. I'm gonna read the 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 front and back you know pages of it. I, I, I don't know, you know, mind if I do that, but it's my show. <clears throat> but uh, the book that Adrian Miller has actually penned, it is called once again Black Smoke, with 22 great recipes from the pit. Uh, the book is about African Americans in the United States of barbecue. I like that though, the United States of barbecue, uh, and that I, without even I haven't read it, I haven't read it yet because, like I said, I just got it yesterday. So uh, I am planning on you know sitting down and reading it, and I was looking at the, the introduction, the preference, the prefer- preface, um, some of the the different um, contents, table of contents, and you know what each chapter is going to go into <laughs> interesting one of the ones one of there's a question in here i believe it's in chapter two how did barbecue get so black um i feel like i want to answer that very s- simply by saying barbecue has always been black <laughs> I, I mean in in that regard i mean your black people were the ones that were probably really the ones that kind of like started really yeah it it was a thing in of the culture you know anyway i like i said i haven't read the book but we're gonna kind of like i'm gonna read this really quick uh so bear with me hopefully you'll find it interesting because i know i already i'm already you know, invested. So, Black Smoke. Across America, the pure love and popularity of barbecue cookery have gone through the roof. Prepared in one regional style or or another, in the South and beyond, barbecue is one of the nation's most distinctive culinary arts. And people aren't just eating it, they're also reading books and articles and watching TV shows about it. But why is it... As Adrian Miller asks, admitted Q head and longtime certified barbecue judge, um, that in today's barbecue culture, African Americans don't get much love. That, that's a real question, y'all. Continuing on, uh, in Black Smoke, Miller chronicles how black barbecuers, pitmasters, and restaurateurs helped develop this cornerstone of American foodways and how they are coming into their own today. 
It's a smoke-filled story of black uh, perseverance, uh, culinary innovation, and entrepreneurship. Though often pushed to the margins, African Americans have enriched a barbecue culture that has come to be embraced by all. Miller celebrates and restores the faces and stories of the men and women who have influenced this American cuisine. This beautifully illustrated chronicle also features 22 barbecue recipes collected just for this book. And I'm telling you, I have, I flipped through this book and I was like, I gotta, I gotta make sure to, you know, mark that. Damn, that looks so good. Wow, that smell, well, smells, I can't smell anything, but you know how sometimes you're like, the things that are in the ingredients are already like, you know what those flavors are, those aromas are. So it's like, gosh, I could just imagine what that smells like right now. Uh, or you're seeing someone eating, you know, a, a, a rib or a, a rib tip or something, and you're, they have this look of, I'll just say ecstasy on their face uh, because they're enjoying it so much or that the meat is just pulling away from the bone like nothing. Yeah, it's that. And I'm telling you, just, uh, you know, I turned to one page and he's listing some different, um, <laughs> how some home cooks, they'll use a number of different barbecue sauces and then doctor them up or tweak them. Um, Casey Masterpiece, Craft, uh, Sweet Baby Ray's. I'm not going to lie because I, when I use Sweet Baby Ray's, I kind of like doctor it up a bit. But there are some, some, some home barbecue or I guess they would probably within the state of Minnesota that I found they've shared and um you know I've purchased uh barbecue sauce that is like oh my goodness why haven't I not had this before man this is this is incredible this is amazing I how can I get my hands on some more of this <laughs> you know I'm just so I'm excited about really having an opportunity to read this book um, and I I have not had an opportunity to read any of his other books even though I have I've talked about him on the show but he has other uh, books as well the very first one I believe is the one that he uh, actually uh, was awarded that James Beard, um, you know, foundation, uh, award, which was soul food, the surprising story of an American cuisine, one plate at a time. And then of course, you know, that one has recipes. Um, and then the other, uh, was, uh, and I've refer- referenced this one too, which is, you know, the president's kitchen cabinet, uh, the story of African-Americans who have fed our first families from the Washingtons to the Obamas. And clearly, yeah, folks need to know about celebrity chefs, uh, the very first celebrity chefs, um, really not the ones that are, you know, gotten all the accolades or whatever, but the ones that really were the first celebrity chefs, uh, that book, the kitchen's cabinet, the, excuse me, the president's kitchen cabinet, um, talks about that and goes into, you know, great detail, um, he's a great historian when it comes down to finding out about black culture, black food. Uh, yeah. So I, I just feel like I'm going to be busy. 
I, I need to have my highlighter ready page markers yeah yeah y'all should get ready with that <laughs> certainly oh uh, man uh but clearly i want to give you all an opportunity definitely to uh, to i want to hear your hear your opinions voice your opinions if you would um and i'll i'll touch on very briefly maybe some topics that i plan to talk about in the upcoming weeks you know with regards to juneteenth or a juneteenth celebration um juneteenth speaks you can find that on facebook so if you go to facebook um and search juneteenth speaks and it should probably be the very first thing that you you come to or very after you type it in it should be clearly the very first thing but mission statement or the mission is you know to bring all people or all americans together to celebrate our common bond of freedom through the recognition observance education and historical uh, excuse me the historical preservation go oh, wait <laughs> all of a sudden that that ended <laughs> um uh oh wow there we go. Uh, the re- recognition, observance, education, and historical preservation of Juneteenth in America. And because <clears throat> some folks uh, were not familiar. Um, yeah, they weren't familiar. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not familiar. And I, I got to admit that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not better than, you know, some folks that weren't familiar i didn't really understand about juneteenth you know and i'm not talking about just now i'm talking about i'd say within the past it was maybe 10 years 10 years ago i i juneteenth hmm. when it's not something that is i guess celebrated or it's known about um yeah I wasn't uh, at least let me say aware of any type of celebration. Let me put it that way. I should make that correction or clarification actually on it. But yeah, that is that is definitely it's going to be definitely some information to, to, to consider. Along with that, though. Uh, it's a very interesting question that I've got to find out and do some research with them. Um, reach out to some food folks that I know. For if here's a little, I guess, tidbit. If you're not familiar, for Juneteenth or celebrations of Juneteenth, there is always a red drink. Uh, it's it's very symbolic, and. I don't want to go too much deep into that, but there is a reason why there is a red drink. And, you know, I did already a little bit of research and found out that it's not just drinks. There are like red velvet cake, um, you know, the different uh, red drinks that are and other items that would be red, but more so specifically desserts and the drink. But we're just right now focusing on the drink. And it's a very 
interesting reason. Very interesting reason. Um, I would encourage you to kind of find out about that. And my yeah I'll, I'll just say it's it's best if you find out that for yourself it's not gruesome or anything but it is very symbolic and I think by uh, it was only when it was brought to my attention because this part I had not known it was something that you know as I'm beginning some collaborations or assisting with volunteering in some to some capacity uh yeah, it was brought to my attention that there is specifically, you know, one type of drink or, you know, hey, a red drink, you know, for Juneteenth celebration that's done. And again, there's going to be more to that that I'll I'll reveal to you, if you would, I, I'll say. But, um, yeah. And uh, put it put things in perspective. It put things in perspective for me because I was like, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't understand why it would have been. And I certainly was not trying to make light of it because I was like, it had to be a reason, you know? So yeah, check that out. Find out why, uh, what is the symbolism of a red drink for a Juneteenth celebrations? Yeah make sure you go and check that out uh, if you're open to having a discussion about that or just about the topic of Juneteenth altogether please feel free reach out to me by email send me a message on Facebook if you'd like as well um, I'll be posting some upcoming things that will be in association to that so definitely feel free uh, before I'm not going to do the five minutes thing because <laughs> like I did last week but I know that we're coming to the near the end of the show. And I want to tell you all, <laughs> I'm telling you all early. Here we are at the eighth. We're the second Saturday of the month of February uh, ooh, uh, of May. <laughs> that just came out that way. We are at the second Saturday of May. And what? Uh, how many more Saturdays? Uh, two Saturdays and then three days. Um, so about what? Another 17 days? Just about 16, 17 days? Yeah. Please, please. I mean, I feel like I need to take off Wednesday the 26th <laughs> and set myself up uh, with not popcorn, but I don't know. Um, I don't, some type of maybe I'm being I'm not being a certain type of way. I'm just saying some Gatorade, some some cool something very refreshing. Not I'm not trying to talk about um, uh, adult beverage because yeah no I want to be in my right frame of mind. Netflix has a docu series coming out, y'all, called High on the Hog. O M G O M G. OMG, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what to tell you. This is, I feel like this is going to be one for, 
that everyone is going to want to talk about. They, they, they gotta, uh, and if not, then I, I don't, yeah, then I don't know what to tell you on that one neither, but I, this is going to be good because it's going to be talking about black food, black people and, and food and, uh, let me give you a better description of that before we go, because clearly, you know, as the time comes, I'm going to be talking more about that. Uh, hmm. I'm the hog Netflix. Ooh. No, not that. So, it. It, it's going to be Netflix is uh, no gosh so come on now and I'm not trying to talk about the the actual trailer and and all of that because you know if you haven't seen it already then it is going to be about again black and african food ways and about the culture made in you know the the different cuisine in the united states and you know i, I made that post about literally uh, being the foundational black folks and the cuisine that we created have been the the foundational markers for the food in the you know, in in america I'm just going to put it like that. You know, there were, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. Seasonings were, were found in, 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 in the makings of, of the cuisines by people of color. <laughs> um, yes, many others learned and, and used, you know, come to, Utilized those seasonings and maybe added their own little variation or something like that, and maybe one ingredient a little bit different or something like that, and all of a sudden, you know, here they blow up. Um, but no, here this High on the Hog series is going to be it's going to be a four part docuseries. And man, I, I, I pray, please let it, please let it drop all the same day because I will take the time. All four, t- I mean, four hours, however long, rather than four weeks. Please don't let it be. I'm hoping that they're going to just drop all of it all at one time and we'll be able to enjoy the whole entire thing because maybe, you know, have that glass of wine or be sitting around with your culinary friends and talk about these, these, these subjects because the information that they're going to be, you know, mentioning, sharing, uh, they're going to be celebrating and eating. Um, highlighting, you know, culinary contributions that uh, Black and African American uh, people have uh, brought to the table or created in, in you know, in respect to you know their own table. You know, so many things are tying together because that Adrian one Adrian Miller is in that too, but so many other uh, chefs, uh, Michael Twitty. Um, Gosh, you know, definitely Adrian Miller, as I mentioned, but there are many others that are food historians that have brought, you know, 
the words, the stories, the understanding of the importance of you know black food in the community and the culture you know barbecue itself um southern food or or you know cooking a food cook uh, prepared in the south um comfort foods I'm just looking forward to it so just make sure you're marking your calendars folks May 26th that's what about 17 days from now no yeah 17 days just about 17 days from now mark your calendars Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun day and I know that's the middle of the week I don't understand why they do that I I I why couldn't you drop it on like even if it were a Thursday or Friday more you know where you know folks are gonna have that opportunity to kind of like okay I'm gonna sit down and you know they probably won't be able to watch the whole entire thing on Wednesday night some of us will be nuts and freakazoids uh, and watch the whole entire thing maybe I might be one of them <laughs> I'm just saying uh, anyway so I think I shared everything that I want to share today. Uh, Once again, I'm always interested in having uh, communication or uh, hearing your thoughts and points of view. So feel free at any time. I know we're near the end of the shows, um, but if you have a point or so that you'd like to make, feel free. Send me an email, theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. Make sure you're visiting uh, and following me on facebook uh the unbougie foodie um instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie twitter at unbougie foodie and remember that i am here every saturday at 10 a.m maybe 1002 (laughs) but uh clearly i am not going to just leave you hanging and please you know as i end every show never never forget or allow anyone to tell you what type of food you need to be because really it is all about how food brings us together the stories that we create and our experiences that's what builds community and that's what we all want peace and we're out until next time folks thanks so much now taste it Sit down with the unbougie food day.